The following podcast contains coarse language, yeah. adult themes, and the possible destruction of society as we know it. I never go nowhere, man. I never go nowhere. Traffic's bad. Uh, the there, Washington man. Post is out with a sweeping look at President Trump's, Trump's mo- months-long attempts to reopen the economy amid the coronavirus pandemic. Living room, bathroom, bedroom, furnace room, hot tub, cedar deck, fill a fire, washer, dryer, pantry, patio, part aroma, video, cold cellar, rec room, ping pong, mahjong, beer, can't wear, then speed dial order, and I ain't going nowhere, man. I 315 more people have died from coronavirus in the latest 24-hour period. That is a figure which could still go up because of a lag in reporting. It's become the 15th resident resident to die from coronavirus at Western Sydney's Newmarch House. The family of another resident who died just 48 hours after being confirmed as positive has now been told it's likely that earlier negative test results were wrong. It's a bungled jungle out there, man, some kid got mauled by a bear. The government has signalled a series of measures which it's considering to relax the lockdown while minimising the risk of coronavirus spreading. An announcement is due a week today, which will set out the next steps to getting the country back to school and to work. For Trump, the analysis provided justification to pivot to where he preferred to be, cheering an economic revival rather than managing a catastrophic health crisis. A little boy who's just seven is the state's only new coronavirus case after a Super Sunday which saw more than 5,000 of us get tested. His case has forced the closure of Warragamba Public School which is being deep cleaned and it's likely it won't be the last. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern will join Australia's National Cabinet meeting tomorrow to discuss the possible resumption of travel between the two countries. Scott Morrison will also map out a path to relaxing restrictions on Friday with some retail stalls likely to be the first to reopen. Welcome to the ISOcast, an advice podcast for the isolation era. I am your host, Patrick Cullen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you listened to our last episode, you'll be pleased to know that I have now climbed down off the parapet about bleach. It looks like all the Americans, with the exception of a few nutters in Michigan, are largely starting to come to the realization that maybe the Donald hasn't handled this so well. Maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. Maybe he's full of more bullshit than me. And let's all be honest, that's a significant amount of bullshit. That, or maybe they just got a few haircuts and they're now just feeling fly as fuck. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel here. We could be out of this whole thing in a number of weeks now, not months or years, like it felt like a little while ago. Schools are going back. People are starting to socialize a little bit again. The real terror of March seems to be behind us. Or that could be complacency setting in. It could be the long con. Still a few indicators around that maybe things aren't that fine. The new Marsh Old Folks Home in Penrith has suddenly become a COVID hotspot. And there are rumours that the medical staff from the bloody Ruby Princess found themselves being disease vectors out there. If that's true, it's a bloody disaster. Can I also say... Can we just sink the cruise ships now? Can we just really, like wherever they are, can we have some kind of scuttling of the cruise ships? Really, if anyone can tell me what they've done for us, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. 
Uh, things are still on pretty tight lockdown in the UK as well, but by and large, it's all starting to feel like everything is going to be all right. In light of all of that, I gave Michael Smith a call. Mike is an actor, a teacher, and has deep roots in country New South Wales, along with some of the greatest turns of phrase out of a human being you are ever likely to hear. Strap in, folks, and enjoy this chat I had with him a little earlier. Patrick Rudiger Cullen. <laughs> good evening and good evening. G'day, Mike. How are you, bud? Oh, long time no speak. Mate, it actually has been a fucking red hot minute. I don't even know where you are, Mike. I don't even know what you're doing. All I see is fitness videos of you on you on on Facebook and Instagram, just looking absolutely swollen, fella. It's looking <laughs> bloody massive. Um, Not the only thing that's swollen. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> that one's between you and me. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to leave that in the recording. I'm going to leave it in. Um, the people, the people may doubt my judgment for that, and uh, doubt they may. <laughs> Um, how are you, bud? What's going on in your life? Where the bloody hell are you? Give me an update. Well, I, I think, you know, last you and I crossed eyes were, um, you know, amongst the shelves at Woolworths Leichhardt some many moons ago. I believe that's accurate. I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I'm, I'm still in the area, residing in Lewisham. Oh, great. It is. Beautiful. And uh, I think that you're in Eastland Leichhardt? Or? I am now down in Stan Moor, my friend. I am in oh the Moor of Stan. The Moor of Stan. You bloody ripper. What a place <laughs> to be. Thriving metropolis. No, it's good. I like Stan Moor. <clears throat> um, but, you know, outside of that, I've uh, since sojourned from the, uh, the Isles of Woolworths and graduated uh, into the world of teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. How's so that been a, going, pal? What years have you got? Um, uh, year seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oof. Year seven, Mike. Year seven. Oof. Far out. What did you do to deserve that? Yeah, I don't know. It's um, <laughs> it's a harsh punishment. I'll tell you that much. It's you know, look, you do what you can. <laughs> and you make do with what you got. English and drama, pal. Are you just teaching drama. What are you? What are you? What are you teaching down there? So I'm at uh, I'm at Trinity Grammar School. Oh goodness! Um, in in Summerhill, and my first year I was teaching English and drama. Now it's just English. Oh wow! So they but saw you your know, drama skills after all those years of acting. <laughs> nah, I'm bumping out of that. Let's that's right, uh, shafted me. <laughs> let's get Smith and let's bump him out of there, shall we, folks? Let's push him <laughs> you around know, the corner. Actually, Michael, you're not that talented. Um, you sew up yourself. We're just going to park you directly in English and see how you go. We're just going to take you down off the parapet and just place you firmly <laughs> in the land of poetry. That's what we're doing with you, pal. Go yeah, and watch no, a few you, sci-fi movies and come back to us. You get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> um, mate, how, I guess, in, in relation to the COVID, with school, is school going back? Has school gone back? And how do you feel about schools being open at this time? Like, what does school going back look like for you? Um, well, at the moment, we've just started a week two of term two, mm-hmm. and um, as of next week, we'll have year 12 students back full time, um, and we're going to stagger the other grades. So we've got a, a two-week kind of timetable happening, week A and week B kind mm-hmm. of thing, and so we'll have, you know, for example, year seven come in for a full day on the Monday, the first week, and then they'll come in for a full day on the Wednesday, the second week. Right. So that's the same for each year. So year eight might come in on a Thursday of the first week and Tuesday of the second week. Okay. And that's 
kind of the, the formula for the time being. Um, you know, but from my end, it's, jeez, <laughs> jeez, it's got me going, you know. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, this, this COVID-19 has pulled a fast one over Papa Mike's eyes and it's just, it's left me for dead. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Why has it got you going, Mike? What do you mean when you say that? <laughs> I get, a, I get a, a feeling from it, but I, I would love some specificity in there. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll tell you why it's grinding my gears. It's um. Another thing that grinds my gears is when I can't find the droids I'm looking for. Yeah, me too. What gives with that? And that's what really grinds <laughs> my gears. <laughs> Jeez, I enjoy this. <laughs> you get so much mileage out of your jokes with me. I'm just, I'm just stoked to hear them. I'm just here for them. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> tell me why COVID nineteen's grinding your gears, Mike. Okay, okay. Cut a long story medium length. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> Jeez, this is going to require some serious editing. Oh uh, man, um, isn't it? <laughs> the the um the marking has just gone off the Richter scale. Oh, get out of what here! I've been. You know, with all this online learning, I've, I'm, it, it takes away, you know, the atmosphere of the classroom. I can't get in there, you know, say good day, do the old do si do and there's, there's no walkie-talkie preamble before the lesson. There's no, <laughs> you know, I, I, there's no me doing a cartwheel and saying, welcome, students, to another riveting lesson brought to you by yours truly, you know, and I put on a song and I've got me, me shades on and I'm, you know, I'm doing the old hopscotch. <laughs> And that's, that, that takes up the bulk of the lesson. But, you know, things yeah. get lost in translation via video conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids don't want to borrow it. No. It's, um, it, it's, it's tough in the regard that, um, you know, the, the turnaround for marking and lesson planning is just increased tenfold. And so, mate, I'm biting off more than I can chew and chewing like hell. It's... Uh, it's I really hope it says that on your business cards, Mark. Michael Smith, <laughs> fighting off more than I can chew and chewing like hell. Hi, do you need a fantastic drama or English teacher? Why not call Michael Smith, fighting off more than I can chew and chewing like hell. But it, there's, there's no other way around it. I just have to just get in there and go hell for leather. You know what? I really hope that your students, Mike, have appreciated, um, you know, those cartwheels and the energy and, the, and, and, you know, the excitement that you bring in with those dosy dos You know, that's the dosy do and the cartwheel isn't something that you see a lot in English classrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it it's a, um, a unique skill set that I, I think is, oddly enough, secured the job there. <laughs> you know, I'm, just, I'm just praying that um, no teacher watches what I have to provide. <clears throat> How have those online it, classes been made? Have they been an absolute nightmare? Like, it's trying to get people's attention in those just a complete shit show. It is It is tough, you know, because sometimes I just feel like I'm talking to myself. And I'll happily talk to anyone. I mean, I'll talk to two ants crawling up the wall. But, you know, if I've got no one to bounce off or no energy, then I'm just sitting there, you know, listening to the sound of my own voice. And it gets to a point where I'll start a sentence and in my head I think, Geez, I don't know where this is going, and <laughs> and you know I'll eventually get to the end of that sentence, but who knows what I've said? Oh, and it falls on deaf ears, and I throw to the class virtually, and it's crickets. 
Yes, mate. And I'm just mate. there going, okay, so are we getting this or not? It's, it's easy to read a room. It's hard to read a laptop. <laughs> I'll tell well, you that for free. Well, yes. Isn't that the truth, Mike? Isn't that the absolute bloody truth? It is easy to read a room and it's hard to read a laptop. And, <laughs> you know, um, as they say. <laughs> it's an old saying, that. It's actually an ancient Chinese <laughs> proverb, I believe. Um, I'm pleased that we bring it back on this show uh, for, the, for the people to hear. Um, pal, I might get you to help me uh, sing uh, the introduction to Existential Dread, uh, which is the first segment of the show. Um, if, you, if you wouldn't mind singing along with me. My part goes existential dread. And what I would love is if you could sing something over the top of that, also featuring the words existential dread. Um, maybe a harmony, maybe a, a minor third. I don't know. Um, I'm just going to let you just have free reign there. So do I create my own lyrics or is this something? Do I just say what you say as well? I think you should say what I say. Um, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm running this show. Um, but yeah, no, just fair enough. Free sorry, to... I, I um, I, I did get dropped on my head a couple of times <laughs> feel as free a to child. St- but you know, my second time through kindergarten, I got four gold stars for spelling my name right. Well, the kids don't get gold stars. Mike, um, that says a lot about you, pal. I think. How's that? What? You know, um, I'm doing the old dusty down in the living room as we speak. <laughs> All right, where were we? We're just going to sing the words "existential dread" like "existential dread," and uh, we're going to do it together. Are you, are you ready for All that? All right. I'm ready, baby. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Existential dread. Great. That was, I think that might have been the best yet, Mike. I'm not just saying that to pump your tyres. Um, how's your existential pumping, dread, baby. pal? Oh, it's... Um, a scale of one to ten. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, existential dread. It's, it's pretty high up there, you know? <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're, we're living in... In, the, in this world where we, we, we don't know the foreseeable future and uh, things are happening at a, at a rate that we, we cannot predict. We're being told from all these sides of government what to do and what not to do and when to do it and how to do it, and it, it's all just too much. Mm. Um, so, you know, not being able to go anywhere, do anything, it, um, you know, it, it does stifle creativity and productivity. Mm. You know, it makes you feel you... You can't get things done in a sense, or the things that do get done, they're they're minor achievements, you know. Without the, um, you know, without breaking it up by going for a, going to a mate's place, mm. and um, you know, exercising mental health and mental fitness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Have to give yourself a number, Mike. Where would you sit from one to ten <clears throat> today, Jerkin? Today. Hmm. Oh, gee whiz! After the day I've had. Um, no. I'll be I'll be kind to myself uh, just for once. As a first for everything, I'll I'll sit I'll sit on a seven. Okay, okay. Yeah. Seven. But I have been floating near an eight. Oh, Mike, what's been pushing you up towards an eight, pal? <clears throat> uh, just just a workload. You know, there's a lot of stress coming from students and parents, and um, you know, all those sorts of avenues that really um, you know impact my workload mm. and. That's just one of those things where, you know, working at such a, a school with a high expectation and high regard, you know, you feel as though you just can't take your foot off the gas. So I'm just seeming full pelt waiting for that brick wall to come in front of me. <laughs> 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 Do 
just just tearing down, really hoping it's a platform, you know, three quarters situation, um, and you know, pass through that wall beautifully and end up in a magical Thank mystical wonderland. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be that'd be really good, um, mate. Has been have you been finding anything's been helping bring your existential dread down? Like, is there anything you've been doing to to take yourself off the parapet, so to speak? Yes. Well, I've um, as you mentioned earlier, you know, you've been seeing a few. Uh, I've been seeing your posts, pal. I've, I've been seeing your, your fitness-based posts, and they're impressive, Mike. They're impressive. It's, I'm, I'm genuinely impressed is what I want to say. <clears throat> oh, thank you. It's very kind of you to say. No, no, no. Not at all. Coming from a, uh, a hot young stud as yourself. Ah, oh, come yeah. on. Uh, back well, up I'm the track, Well, I'm just a young calf looking up in admiration. <laughs> you know, galloping along, frolicking through the field, thinking I want to flex my limbs like that. We have much to aspire to, but yes, no, the fitness has been um, a bit of a saving grace. Um, you know, I'm a, an avid Orange Theory fitness goer. Which what is, is Orange Theory? I, yeah, it's one of these new fandangled Tom Foolery claptrap things that opened <laughs> in, um, you know, recently in Haberfield, you know, which is the one I go to, but they're all over. There's one in um, in the city, there's one in Chatswood, there's one in Balmain or something. It's kind of like F45, mm-hmm. um, so circuit-based training, but it's it's for 60 minutes. Um, right. You know, with someone, you get into the studio, you sweat profusely for 60 minutes while someone shouts at you what to do. You know, that's kind of the environment that I thrive on. <laughs> 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 and did you start um, doing that before COVID, pal? Or have you been doing that for quite a while? Um, not for too long, for about, I don't know, six or eight months, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously gyms closed, um, but I got in touch with one of the trainers there and he's been putting me through my paces, so to speak. and watching me, you know, flounder, <clears throat> my flailing limbs. I'm, I'm like a, an ongoing Jim Carrey film, you know, just <laughs> arms and legs everywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that's true, mate, but I like the image very much. Um, <laughs> now, can I, uh, riddle me this. There is, there's a lot of talk about, the people are saying, Michael, that um, F45 and their similar um, organisations, be they Orange 60 or Blue 30, <laughs> um, are, are cults. They are cult-like in their nature. Do you feel like that's a fair criticism? Have you been feeling like you are a, a member of a new fandangled uh, fitness cult? <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, geez, I feel like the, the world's been pulled over my eyes once again. And now here, here I are, the lights turned on. Patrick Cullen's standing in front of me, and here I am exposed to the world around me. I'm a newborn. Hang on. It's, it's two weeks after birth, and... I'm seeing it for the first time. <laughs> okay. So I take that oh, yeah. as a as a solid no, maybe yes. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I have to do some serious soul searching after this one and see if I can find some answers at the bottom of a of a bottle. Um, <clears throat> um, I I personally am not one of those people that go in there and um, and you know scream Bloody Mary about the place and, you know, get on my high horse and my soapbox and, you know, ring the town cry bell and say how good it is. But there are, you do get some members in there like that. You know, how good's Orange Theory? And, you know, how good's this and that? And, you know, does the job, goes all right. Yeah. But I suppose those people have different interests and things going on in their lives. Right, for sure. To criticise them, maybe that's where they put all their energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're not it feeling is, like you've it, joined um, the the people's temple, but you are finding some really positive benefits out of it, Mike. Is that about where you're sitting there, pal? Yes, yes, I am. Um, I love that. And it's it's sort of, um, you know, the the same faces sort of show up, and 
you know, I, I myself find uh, a little sense of accountability as well. And I think, you know, I'm, um, I, I go there and if I don't see the same faces there or they don't see me, then, you know, I'm kind of slacking off, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not training every day and, you know, being a bloody lunatic. In that respect, you know, every other aspect of my life, yes. But it's sort of, I try and keep the fitness to a, you know, a, a respectable amount. <clears throat> yeah, no, pal, for sure. I, I love that, mate. I think that's that sounds like a really positive thing. And listen, like finding some time to do some exercise and finding a way to do it which suits you is actually a, a real challenge. Um, I, I've recently tried to get into running, Mike, and um, I have hated running for my entire life. I've despised it with every fiber of my being. But I'm starting to find some joy in it now. Um and I, I found, like, I got put onto, my mum, believe it or not, put me onto the Nike Run Club app, which has been great. Like, it's got a, a coach on there who's this very enthusiastic American bastard who, you know, keeps telling you how powerful and, and, and wonderful you are. And the first time I heard him, I was like, get this prick out of my ears. You don't know me, mate. You don't know how powerful I am. And, and <laughs> <laughs> you're not my real dad. You don't know what Pat Cowley we do. Don't need to run five miles today, okay? Right. There should be no minimum distance. It's not how fast, it's not how far you go. It's starting, right? Mm -hmm. You just want to finish the run wanting to run again, and you can't finish anything until you start. So we're just going to start right now. We're ripping the Band-Aid right off. Now. Yeah, we're literally going oh, right now. Right. Look, it's the sound guy. Mother Nature. Okay, the key to having fun in your running is to sometimes stop and smell the roses. Those are definitely not roses. You don't know me, mate. You don't know how much I'm struggling right now and I wish I was dead. Um, but now, when I'm running, I um, I believe it, you know? When he tells me I'm a powerful creature and that I'm an athlete, I freaking buy into that. And it's been it's been really positive for me, mate. It's been really good. No, that's great because I, I do recall seeing a recent post of yours saying, um, you know, the turnaround where you'd reached that point and you kind of have done a 180 with the running. And um, now I imagine, yeah, this, this Nike coach is... Is got you on board. Yeah, they really have. They really have. So listen, it's no orange theory, but uh, I think I'm orange enough as it is in, in, <laughs> in a number of senses, pal. That's how I feel about it. Um, oh, mate, I also wanted to ask about your, your family because your old man is the mayor of June E, a, a that is correct. little How country you know? town in the, in the middle of nowhere in New South Wales. Um, I mean, you'd say in the middle of everywhere, Mike, but uh, how is the old man going? How's the fam going? What's life like for folks in regional Australia in this bloody lockdown? Um, well, you know, much the same, you know, with the closure of businesses and that sort of thing. Uh, but I, I think the effects haven't been fully felt in those regional areas because they just don't have that population density to, you know, have such a great impact. I know that the, the numbers for cases are extremely extremely low i mean june is a town of i, I think five thousand max mm. um and so there are you know those restrictions that social distancing um businesses doing takeaway that sort of thing but you know mind you june is a place that you know it has you know one news agent one supermarket <clears throat> you know yeah yeah two houses that's yeah. it yeah not a lot of opportunity for people to sort of um, spread the virus through those areas. Yeah, it, it is a town that's also quite spread out as well, so you don't have people jammed in like sardines, yeah. so that they've got kind of room to breathe and, you know, and all that jazz. But I, I do remember when it first kind of kicked off and, you know, I gave him a buzz and told him what it was like here and he was just 
you know, beside himself going, what? As if, you know, I think just people need to, you know, screw their heads on a bit more and this isn't a big deal and all that sort of thing. And, yeah, well, right. it, it certainly became a, a big deal and, and real for those rural parts you know, just a, a few days later. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <clears throat> I bet. And, and I hope, Mike, you didn't bloody rub his nose in it too hard um, when that turnaround came. I hope you only rubbed it in there to a mild extent to let him no, know you're still around. No, no, I, I, I just gave him a, a swift kick in the head. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a swift left boot to the old nostril. <laughs> and then it. he was rock and roll. Um, <laughs> Rightly so, much to the chagrin of the townspeople. <laughs> <laughs> Chagrin? No. <laughs> Much of the enjoyment. Who's get the... Off, get off. Get off, Mr. Smith. We don't like you. Get stuffed. Um, yeah. All right, mate. Well, that's, that's wonderful to hear. And and back to you, pal. <laughs> Sorry, after my quick diversion. Um, you've been getting some fitness in. That's been going well for you. Do you have any other recommendations for the humans of stuff you've been doing or watching or, um, or activities, Mike, that you've been engaging in that have been helping lower that existential dread that have been giving you some joy in the times of isolation? Well, one is, uh, much like yourself, I've been participating in running. I try and do the bay run uh, most mornings. Most so get mornings, at, Mike? Yeah, I'll get up at 5 o'clock. Um, Bloody hell. And I'll drive down and I'll, I'll run from you know, 5.30 to 6. It takes about half an hour to do the, the 7K loop. Um, and that just, just is a great way to set you up mentally for the day. You know, I find exercise in the morning is just the way to go. You know, you might have a... A long tiresome day and get to the end of it and think you know I've, I can't be stuffed to do any exercise right now I just want to zone out on the couch and that's fine you know whatever works for you know each to their own but for me personally just to clear that that headspace physically mm. you know and just you'll feel this as well <clears throat> so Cullen as you're running I do you know, pounding the pavement you just think okay well this is this is it you know it just transitions from hate to enjoyment to fulfillment to you know this weird sense of, of success, and that you're you're doing something productive, good for the mind, and good for the body. And mm-hmm. what a trajectory that is for the day! What a story that tells, Mike. <laughs> what a story that tells. What a character arc that is. Holy do! And again, that was one of those stories, one of those sentences where I thought, okay, this has got to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping this gets somewhere. I'm really hoping it does. <laughs> That's it. And if not, then the jig around the living room continues. <laughs> if only this was a visual as well. I'm loving that, mate. I'm loving Good morning, that. class. Maybe it's time to start getting into some evening dance classes, Mike. Maybe that's what you need, pal, <laughs> with all these jigs that you're doing. Maybe you just need to just tune in and really start to learn some hip-hop moves or something. I don't know. Something, you know. Options. I've got time Options. on their hands, yeah. Oh, another thing that I've been doing is um, taking the time to become, you know, somewhat of a minimalist in terms of possessions at the house. Get out of here. You know, so it's just... Um, and, you know, I, I sat down and had a look at all, all the crap. You know, I thought, geez, am I a hoarder or what? And so I just sort of, you know, eliminated all this junk. And so it just became a massive clear out of clothes that I haven't picked up, you know, since I was 20 or something, you know, and getting rid of those, donating to St. Vincent de Paul. Went full condo, did you, pal? Did you get in there and get rid of all <laughs> Did it spark joy? Is that where you were at? Kind of, you know, yeah. It was one of those things, you know, uh, a clean, clean apartment, you know, clean mm. mind, one of those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to see, not, you know, Love that. stewing in your own filth. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which I hadn't done for, for quite some time. <laughs> I must admit, it's been really difficult because I'm, I'm in my house at my, by myself at the moment. My, um, I had a housemate move out and my other housemate is currently training to be a paramedic um, with New South Wales Ambulance. Uh, good on him. What a legend. Oh, bloody earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a superstar. But uh, it means that I'm here alone, pal. And let me tell you, working up the chutzpah to clean my, my house in Stanmore has been a real mission. Uh, and one that I have failed at um, predominantly. Uh, if it wasn't for the arrival every now and then of my delightful girlfriend, I don't think it would happen at all. Um, so that's been that's been the only thing keeping me doing it. So maybe I need to follow your lead, Mike, and, and just do a big clean out and get rid of all of the bullshit. Yeah, so it's at the moment you're cleaning for other people and not for yourself. I'm not cleaning for myself, Michael. <clears throat> I'm not doing it for me. And maybe that's yeah. something I should start doing. Shame, Darren Hinch would say. <laughs> But you know, how dare you, change. sir? How dare you? How dare you crack out the bell and uh, go full GOT on me? Um, yeah, nice, mate. So yeah, getting your house in order, exercising as much as you can, going for a bit of a run in the AM. Um, I think these are all very positive, positive things to do, Mike. Is there any others that you wanted to throw out to the people, mate? Um, what I can think of, it's sort of, you know, um, you and I are both thespians Indeed. and. It's it's hard, you know, flexing that creative muscle. Mm. Um, you know, when when the world is telling us to to stay away, you know, there are a lot of virtual classes and uh, webinars, which is fantastic. But it's not the same as you know hitting the the floorboards and yeah. with you know with a script and diving into character. Yeah. Um, so I I certainly miss that that aspect of of you know. Um, being creative, and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. So I'm just I'm looking I'm looking forward to the return of, you know, the audition process and turning up and learning something and you know finding out, you know, character and accent and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, man. But I hear you were involved with a show that um, obviously had to. You know, pull the plug. Yeah. Shortly before kickoff. Yeah, it was really sad, actually, mate. I mean, you know, one of a very small sadness in the in the landscape of sadness that has been this pandemic. But um, my very small sadness was that I was going to be in a play for the first time in three years. Um, I haven't been in a in a theatre show since 2017, um, and I freaking love theatre, Mike. I really do. I love it with all my heart and. Like last year, around this time, I very nearly quit acting altogether. I was, I was wow. really, really struggling with it. I was really struggling with it because um, I just couldn't work out why I wasn't getting gigs and I didn't believe in myself really. And I, um, and I was just like, my big plan was I'd move to Canada and if I changed my location, then I'd get heaps of work. And at the risk of sounding like a Disney princess, Michael, I needed to learn in actuality that the magic was in me all along. Oh, will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. Um, and I, I had to go full Frozen on it. And... Um, <laughs> My my Elsa in this situation was Larry Moss, uh, who's a wonderful acting teacher, um, and he really really turned the corner on it. And then finally, after all this time and, and I, you know changing my headspace and, and getting much more positive about my work, I, I finally book a gig and um, doing all of that stuff you talked about. Um, you know, working as an, I've had one of the roles was as an eighty three year old 
Vietnam vet, and the other was as a of course, young, of course, you're right to the wrong right, and the other was as a young white nationalist um, who you know fascist basically, uh, and everybody who knows me knows that I hate fascism. So it was it was great <laughs> for me to be in there um, working out how to do that, um, and then all of a sudden, like in the in a matter of days, we went from being like cautiously optimistic or finding a way to get the show done during lockdown to not being able to go anywhere or do anything at all um and and look as far as i know we're going to be back next year in the same slot to do um to do the show um which would be great so it hasn't okay, that's, that's fantastic i haven't lost the gig but it was very disappointing to not get the opportunity to to do that and to break my drought you know and so now with uh, with larry's um, you know, careful guidance. You yep. have regained the intent to live. Oh, well done, Michael. Well done. Hey yo. <laughs> uh the intent to live is the name of Larry Moss's book for the people who aren't actors listening to this. Uh that's that's <laughs> very powerful work for Mr. Smith. Um yeah, man, it, it made a lot of difference. And the other thing that's been helping me too, and I'd recommend this to you, man, um, and I will mention that it's important to say for reasons of conflict of interest that I do work for this company. Um, but I work for Stage Milk. And with Stage Milk, uh, you can sign up for a month and it costs like seven bucks US for the first month. And then you get access to a giant library of plays and you can do um, a scene each month and it gets reviewed. Your work gets reviewed by industry experts and then they give you feedback. Um, and there's like talks and Q&As all through the month and a bunch of resources about auditioning, getting agents and all that stuff that you get access to. So, um, Yeah, right. So you, just a, a nice platform to hone the skills. and Yeah, man. Um, if you want to just like work on a monologue a month <clears throat> and get somebody to look look at it and actually give you constructive feedback, like you can do it. Um, have a look at Stage Milk. Hello and welcome to the Stage Milk YouTube channel. I'm Andrew. I'm the man who started Stage Milk back in my terrible, terrible share house at drama school. And many of you already know Stagebook. Over the last eight years, we've reached around three million actors on stagebook.com. We're also incredibly lucky because we get to work one-on-one -on -one with hundreds of actors in our online scene club. So this channel is all about helping actors. We have tons of industry expert interviews, tips, tricks, advice, and how-to guides on anything and everything to do with acting. This channel is not about how to get famous, how to increase your Instagram followers, or how to cheat your way to the top. It's all about the love and the craft of acting. So if you're an actor, I know, I yeah. know. I didn't mean to just like drop in a plug there and they haven't even paid me for an ad time. In fact, I might even just charge Andy Hurl, um, who runs that yeah. joint for an hour here, just cause I'm just doing some shameless <laughs> plugs for him. Um, but no, it, it is actually a, a really cool thing. I do like it a lot. Um, so yeah, wow. man, have a think about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely grab those details off you after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, yeah, is, this, is this one of those one of those cults? Yeah, are, it's are you luring me into a right. an orange sixty blue seventy five? <laughs> it's a blue seventy five cult. Tango. It's yeah. a it's a green Charlie Tango cult for sure. Um, no ads bad there. Um, a milk one hundred. At least, um, at least when it comes to that, the Kool Aid that they do send out is very tasty. Um, so oh, lovely. That's, I thought you'd be pleased about that. <laughs> Um, Mike, so lovely having you on the show, pal. We're coming towards the end of our time here, mate. So I guess I just wanted to throw to you oh, and no. ask you if you had any last things you wanted to throw to the humans before I'd, I'd push you off to do pirouettes in your living room for the next couple of hours. Oh, they're still going. Don't, don't mind you. Um, <clears throat> well, 
yeah, you know, times are tough. Um, everyone's going through hardships, whether personal or financial, professional, those sorts of things. And it's it's time that we just have to be respectful of other people. And I think one of my favorite sayings that I read in um, an Anthony Mindel book, which oh. is um, another, another acting book called Book the Fucking Job. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about, so be kind. Mm. And it's, uh, it's just one of those pearls of wisdom where it's just like, okay, you don't know the circumstances of anyone else. Yes, you could be having a hard time, but you don't know what, you know, Joe Bloggs down the street is going through. The next time you see him, you know, don't don't pass on your, you know, negativity to him or that sort of thing. Just just be wary of, of other people. You know, and that can be said for the, the classroom, even though some students don't do their work. I have to think, all right, well, what circumstances are happening at home or what are they going through and, and all that sort of stuff. Just be a good bloody person, really. Just be a good bloody person, Michael. I couldn't agree with that <laughs> more, pal. Um Mate, thanks so much for, for coming in and jumping on the show, mate. Really, really love it to chat to you. Really love it to catch up. And um, Oh, any time. Hope you bloody do okay with the boys this week. I hope they pull <clears throat> their fingers out, they listen to you in class, and they uh, they get around you. I hope they get around you. Yeah, that's it. Me too. Just be appreciative of the new dance moves. I'm working on a new backflip. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, it's um, thanks to having me on board. It's I can't believe it's been so long since I've... I've spoken with you, you know. It's absurd, Mike, and I really would love to see you for a beer as soon as we're allowed to. I can't tell you how fast I'm going to hit the pubs as soon as they're open, mate. Oh, I'm going to be in goodness. there like a shot. They're not going to know what hit them. They're just going to find a tall, ginger, balding man in front of them just demanding pints, just just bloody throwing money down like it ain't no thing. And Yeah, um, that's it. I, oh, I, I can't wait. You and me will be there. A couple of Jonathan Thurston's. <laughs> We'll be there, you know. Ask malt mechanics there, just having a, f- a few Optimus Primes. Oh. My man. Why do I love those jokes so much? I love those jokes so much. I can, I can taste it. Oh, I can taste the golden glory already. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You're a superstar, right. pal. Chat to you soon. Love your work, Patty. Love Cheers. you too, See you, mate. Thanks to Michael Smith for joining us on the show. Lovely to chat to him. I'm going to grab a beer with him next week, and I really cannot wait for that, folks. What a bloody superstar. Let's do some credits, and there is a lot of them, so here we go. Intro music is I Ain't Going Nowhere by Rick Moranis. Yes, the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Off his 2005 album, The Agrophobic Cowboy. 2005, W-E-P-I. Yes, I know. I can't believe he has a country album, but please go and listen to that. <laughs> it's a vibe. News clips were from BBC, Seven News, Australia, and MSNBC, all from the 5th of May, 2020. We also had clips from Family Guy. That is 1999 to 2020. That's Fox. Generic 90s ad music is by George Stryker off www.georgestryker.com. Nike Run Club video was from uh, Nike Run Club on YouTube. There's Coach Bennett up in there. Plus, we had some Game of Thrones, which is from HBO. And The Wizard of Oz, 1939 MGM. Finally, the Stage Milk YouTube channel. Again, I do work for those guys, but they are really great. If you're an actor or you're interested in acting, check them out, stagemilk.com. Finally, our background music, this lovely jam, is Acid Trumpet by Kevin McLeod off Groovy. 
2016. That's the end of this week's show, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you find us on Facebook at The IsoCast or on Twitter at The ISO underscore cast. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact by email, you can shoot me an email at gingersnapsydney at gmail.com. And I should also mention that all of the clips we use are in line with our license from APRA AMCOS, an online mini license of OL1099. We're going to be back next Tuesday, folks, with some more helpful tips for your isolation life. If you'd like to be on the show or you know somebody who is, shoot me an email. In the meantime, if you could whip your phone out of your pocket, hit that five-star button, hit that recommend button, hit that share button, put it on social media, put it on Instagram or Twitter, tag us, Facebook, whatever you use, that would be awesome. We'd really appreciate it. In the meantime, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and we'll catch you soon!